Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream, and this is episode number 12 on the topic of identity. I want to do a three-part series on identity, and I've been promising this for about 10 episodes. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this episode is going to be called The Security of Your True Identity. There's security that your true identity has actually meant to be in your life. Your true identity was always meant to bring you security, not confusion. We have a lot of confusion. We have identity theft. We have uh, confusion about what your true identity is and where your true identity comes from. But I want to help bring some clarity and go back to the foundation in the original uh, meaning and the original purpose of your identity. So um, anyway, so I'm going to be doing a three-part series on identity. Uh, just but but before I get into that, um, even though we're kind of shifting gears, we just got out of uh, two a part two-part series on the anointing, and I'm just going to recap that a little bit. Um, and even though that we just came out of anointing, we just and before that we were I was talking on revelation, the building blocks for your kingdom dream, and how God is building his ecclesia, is building his church and revealing your dream. The dream, your purpose, your all these things come by way of revelation. It's more about revelation than it is upon information. So once again, we're still building. We're still building a framework, an environment, and a capacity to create accessibility to lay hold of the resources that he has already prepared for you. So here's here's a recap from last week. I, I On this episode last week on the anointing, the burden-lifting, yoke-destroying anointing, um, I wanted to drive, drive home a few points uh, about kingdom rules and regulations uh, uh, and engagement principles. So kingdom rules of engagement, and and I want to drive home two points there. And the first one was the only effective anointing is a tangible anointing. The only transferable anointing is a tangible anointing. See, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, but it's Christ on you and flowing out of you that is the hope of everything else and hope of humanity, hope for your spheres of influence, hope for your school, your, your job, your province, your state, your country. It's the anointing that makes a difference, but it has to be manifested. There's a manifestation of the anointing It's good that you have the anointing on the inside. It's good that the blood of Jesus Christ has created accessibility for the kingdom of God to come into you, the spirit of the living God to come into you, and that you become one with the spirit of the living God. This is amazing. This is awesome. And this is what it it caused you to be born again. But it's not good enough just for you to be born again and you being able to go into heaven by your spirit. You need to be able to bring the anointing, the, the presence 
the kingdom of God into this realm and that we must learn how to manifest it. So anyway, Isaiah 10, 27 says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The Hebrew word there is for anointing is shemen. It's where we get the word semen, which is the seed of life. And, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, just speaking on, if you just left it there, it would just be a little bit awkward. But it's not, it's not so much about um, drawing attention to that as much as understanding that the yoke is destroyed when you have a seed of life. The kingdom of God is about a seed. It's always about a seed that grows up and displaces everything that is contrary to the dream of God. So also Sheman means the anointing of fatness, richness, and prosperity. Anointing actually means, in this context, it's, it, this is another definition for the word shaman. It's fatness, richness, and prosperity. And, and so I've been saying we're going to birth things out, that we're going to have fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and our fruit's going to remain, and it's going to displace all the death of the enemy. The, the seed of life and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is all about removing death there's there's a payment that was paid by the blood of jesus christ and the body sacrifice of jesus christ to give us accessibility not only to heaven but to bring heaven to earth amen so uh the bible says in proverbs 10 22 that the blessing of the lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it and then acts chapter 3 19 so it's the blessing of the lord let me just go back over that for a second. Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and adds no sorrow. It's the blessing of the Lord. It's the blessing that out, that, that pushes out, that displaces uh, poverty, that displaces death, that displaces the works of the evil one. It's, you can bless stuff out. You, you can anoint stuff out. And this is where I want to get right here. Um, Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Once again, I'm just going over last week. And why? Because it's line upon line, precept upon precept. We're building hill a little here and a little there and, and giving us a framework in our minds. As a man thinks, so is he, right? And so um, we're shifting the way we think and we're filling our, our thoughts with heavenly realities. And here's an, a beautiful heavenly reality in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. The Bible says, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Well, you, you need to understand that repent means to change the way you think. You need to uh, uh, repent means to turn and go back up. Repent is changing the way you think. So repent, therefore, and be converted. So we got to change the way we think. We need to understand that the blood of Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for accessibility. Uh, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. But this is where I wanted to just spend a little bit more time on blotted out. The, the, the words blotted out are two, two Greek words. Blotted is alepho, means to anoint. Interesting, eh? And out is ek, meaning out. Out means out. Ek means out. So here we are for your sins to be blotted out they're actually your sins and 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 the works of the evil one are anointed out alefeo 
uh, uh, means to anoint, and ak means to out. And so that this word is ak alafeo. Alafeo ak means to anoint out. And God, this is how he does things. He displaces the works of the evil one, but he does it by an anointing of prosperity, richness, and fatness, and the seed of life and the very spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And then I and then I introduced this other one just to back up Acts chapter three nineteen and talking about anointing out, uh, Numbers chapter thirty two uh, verse twenty and twenty one. Then Moses said to them, If you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the for the war, and all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemy from before him. So here's the deal. We got to get ready. We got to put on the armor of God and we got to take our step of obedience into our promised lands. And as we do, he begins to drive out the enemy before him. That Those four words he has driven out in, in Numbers chapter 32, verse 21, he has driven out his enemies from before him. The four words he has driven out is the Hebrew word for Yaresh, which to means which means to drive out and possess by possessing. As we step forward, the anointing of God comes out of our lives in obedience to God. And when when it does, it begins to displace. It means it begins to anoint out. It begins to drive out. It means it means to displace by possession. And as we do that, and as we allow the anointing, the anointing comes for reasons. You are full of God on your worst day. You are full of God every day you wake up. You have faith, hope, and love every day you wake up. And you need to know that there's an anointing residence of resident on the inside of you, but he must, that, um, that anointing must manifest and make God an, uh, God's anointing manifest and be placed upon your life and flow forth from your life this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, enough of the recap. And here we go to episode number 12. I hope that's hitting home with you. I hope that re- releases something, that revelation begins to well up within you and you begin to understand that there is a tangible anointing that wants to come upon your life. And, and I'm probably going to hit it a little, uh, do a little bit more teaching on um, uh, from that angle a little bit later. But I really want to get to this topic called identity, the security of your true identity. Okay. In, in life, you need to primarily know three things to be successful and live a fulfilled life. You need to know primarily, first and foremost, of all three of these, the most important is whose you are. And that's what we're going to be hitting on today. But the second and third is who you are and to whom you are called. So the, the, the first one is called um, whose you are. And this this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you move from being an orphan and having an having an orphan spirit or being rejected and 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 waffling and and not knowing uh security in your life. When you when you begin to understand who you are, you will begin to have a security like <laughs> I'm 
my beloved's and he is mine. I know that Jesus bought my life with with blood and his body sacrifice. And, and now I am a new creation because of my belief in what Jesus did, not only in his blood and body sacrifice, but in his resurrection from the dead and, is, and in his ascending into heaven and applying and sprinkling the blood on the mercy seat and then sending forth Holy Spirit to be the exact same comforter as Jesus was when he was on the earth. He, uh, because of this, neither depth, nor nor past, nor principality, nor things on the earth, or things above the earth, or things under the earth. None of these things can separate me. None of these can, things can snatch me out of the hand of the Father, and none of these things can snatch me out of the hand of Jesus. We are in the hands of the Savior, and we are in the hands of the Father, and, not, and I am so secure in, in him, and I'm not you know, if I make a mistake and, and I blow it and I and I fall or whatever and I I, I, I blunder, that it doesn't mean that I've all of a sudden become the unrighteousness of God. I I know that we have to repent on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Actually, I know some people are preaching that you'll never have to repent again, but the Bible says, you know, in the Lord's prayer that He taught us to pray that. To pray this way, that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us this day of our, you know, give us our, our, our sorry, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So every day, Jesus is saying that you need to call on the kingdom of God to come. Why? Because every day, um, you need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ because every day, and I'll get into this a little bit more, uh, a little heavier in the next topic, but every day when you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're putting on the Lord robe. You're putting on the suitable suit of armor or the suitable suit to go in the atmosphere that you're about to get, go into. But these are things that are accessible to us. Um, but I want to tell you, I, I'm, I am not saved, unsaved, saved, unsaved, in, in, you know, because I've made mistakes. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my worst day. I'm full of God uh, on my worst day. And I, hopefully this is setting you free. And you need to know that you don't, you don't have to have a, live a life of guessing and hoping that you can live a life of security because of what Jesus did and because of what the Father has done for us. So true identity Identity is not necessarily just who you are. Who you are is part of your identity. But this whole sum total of your identity is not in what you do or who you are. It's in whose you are. Your identity is not the sum total of your history, education, experiences, culture, and or economical or social parameters. Your identity is not summed up, summed up in the balances of your victories and losses. Many of these things attribute to identifying, but at the same time, they are not the foundation of the, of the true you. To find the identity is far less complicated of the true you in the foundation of your identity 
is far less complicated, but much more amazing and profound. We've been looking for fruit of our identity, but we must first look to the root and the foundation that gives us the true sense of identity. And I I believe that you guys are all going to have an aha moment and a wow moment um, as we finish this off today. Uh, I have mentioned that many things that don't give us our true identity or the true sense of our identity because we've been schooled over the last, I would say, two decades that you got to know who you are so that you can be happy. And that's what people have been trying to do. They got to figure out what's my, you know, my purpose in life. My, you know, my, who am I really? Who am I really called to be? And all these sort of things. And, and I, I want to tell you, those, those, those answers need to be found. You, you need to ask those questions, but, but you must ask them from the security of where identity begins. So here, here, um, Here's where your true identity starts. The true sense of your identity is found securely in a scripture called Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. And I hit on it, and I think it was in the episode number uh, 2 of Wake Up In Your Dream. But uh, I'm going to go a little deeper right now. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And then it goes on to say, before you were born, I sanctified you. And you're thinking, well, that's interesting. That's for Jeremiah. Uh, That's not for me. Well, I can give you so many different other scriptures that even in the New Testament that that talks Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that speaks about how God prepared ahead of time your pathways and and the good paths and and how that God is outside of time and that he's prepared things. But you were all together with God in heaven, in his heart, before you were manifested in this realm as an eternal being living in this physical body with a mind, will, and an emotion. He, he says, before, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were, saint, before you were born, I sanctified you. This is good news. And, and, and I want to tell you, um, I, I want to give you some principles. Before we go any further, I want to readdress this principle again. Um, and these are some ki- kingdom truth guidelines that you can use when discussing or um, studying the word of God or, or even hearing the word of God from somebody that is preached. And so first of all, you need to understand that the Bible does not contain the word of God. It is the word of God. It's my disposition. It's my position. Uh, second, uh, God is no respecter of persons. Once again, I'm sharing these kingdom truth guidelines to to give you understanding of why we can apply Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 to our lives and understand the, the foundation of identity. So number two, God is no respecter of persons. Number three, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, there is no shadow of changing in him. And number five, God said this, I am the Lord and I change not. Number six is the Bible also says that the promises of God 
are yes and amen to them who believe. So if he is no respecter of persons, meaning he shows no partiality towards anyone, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and also his promises are still yes and amen to them that believe, which all means if he did it for one, he is obligated to do it for all. Meaning, if you can find where it is written and you believe it in the Bible and you declare it, you can have it. Um, I, I know there's certain prophecies and certain scriptures that are only applicable to um, nations, or but uh, many times even those scriptures have double meanings to them. Not, not a double standard, but they have another prophetic uh, word that should be manifested in another season. So anyway, uh, for instance, this is another example where the Bible says that God gave David victory wherever he went. So God can give me victory wherever I go. Like in Jeremiah, he is awesome, but no different than you. God is no respecter of persons, right? God knew knew you before you were in your mother's womb, and he, the creator of all, sanctified you before you were born. Now, what does that mean? Huh. Isn't that amazing that, that we can believe the word of God and the promises of God that are still yes and amen, and we can apply them into this life. So when, when he says here in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, that he knew he knew me before I was in my mother's womb. God knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. He knew. So who did he know? So I'm going to get into that in just a second. And then he sanctified me before I was born. Okay. So who you were, can you hear this right now? So who you were in the midst of whose you are, gives you the best, most accurate identity. Once again, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. <laughs> so who you were in the midst of whose you are gives you your best, most accurate identity of your security. <laughs> the security of your identity is who you were in the midst of whose you are. Amen. When your true identity is wrapped up in whose you are, brings the security that identity was always meant to bring. Your identity must stem from and be an overflow of who the creator knew before there was a was. Long before you had a soul or a biological body formed within your mother's womb, God knew the true you. Isn't that amazing? Before there was a was, there was a God who dreamed about you. Before anything was made, God dreamed about you. But you were all together in God before Time began. You, you, you are an expression. You, you, and you are an expression. Sorry, you are, you are an extension. I was putting those two words together. You are an extension and an expression of God in this world. 
First John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. We need to act more like God. We need to uh, be more like God. And we will do that when we understand the security of, of knowing our true identity of whose we are. Okay, I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. John chapter 17, verse 5, and then over to verses 22 and 24. So here we go. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Let me say that again. And now, O Father, this is Jesus praying, John 17, the, one of the greatest chapters in all of all 66 books. This is one of the greatest verses of all the Bible where Jesus is talking to the Father and he says, Oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. My God. God, God is wanting to bring us back to our original condition and there is the DNA of his design that can perpetuate in the seed of life within us to cre recreate here on earth that which was in heaven. The security of knowing whose you were. We, can, we now have the, the grace and the revelation, knowledge and the spirit of revelation to begin to understand these complexities that they're, they're absorbed and they're caught as you spend time in his presence and spend time in his glory. So here we go. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have, have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. In the glory, catch this, in the glory, in the anointing, and I just got off of two episodes on the anointing. In the glory or in the weighty anointing, in the glory, you begin to remember who you were. Ladies and gentlemen, you must begin to remember who you were when you were all together perfect in God before you came into this realm before you put on flesh, before your spirit got wrapped in flesh, before you begin to grow up and you begin to be part of this world and this world system and all the circumstances, all the situations, all the things screaming about and trying to form you from the outside in. I want to tell you from the inside out, you by the presence of God that is in you because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ, because of the spirit of the living God, because of the kingdom of God that is on the inside of you. And as you begin to allow the glory to be manifested into your mind, your will, and your emotions. And as it begins to overwhelm your body, as you allow the demand of the circumstances of the day and the, and the sin all around to allow the glory of God and the anointing, the weighty anointing of God to come out of your life, you will begin to remember who you were. In the glory, you will begin to remember whose you are. 
In the glory, remember, you will begin to remember who you were. In the glory, you will begin to re remember whose you are. I want, and this is what I said to the Lord one day. I said, Lord, I want to know the one you knew, and I want to be the one you know, or the one you used to know. I want to know the one you knew, and I want to become the one you knew. And as we begin to understand whose we are and the security and the payment, like when, when Jesus cried out, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When, when, when Christ on the cross cried that out because his, his father had to turn his back so that it, the goodness and, and his glory that was being manifested because the sin of the world, uh, he had to turn his back. He had to turn away from his son. So he did not obliterate one third of the Godhead because of, because of the glory coming in contact when Jesus became sin, when Jesus took on every sin that was ever committed and every sin that will ever be committed. He took it on. We don't know the separation that happened at the cross. We don't understand the payment that was made and it need, you need to cry out and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for paying the ultimate price so that I could be, I could be yours and you could be mine and that we would, we would begin to understand the security and the ultimate payment. What was the transactional reality? What happened that day that now gives me the security and now I can begin to understand whose I am? In Jesus' mighty name. So let me just go over that. My God, does that, does that you know, cause you to, to begin to understand a little bit more? Does that cause you to feel a little more secure? Jesus paid, Father paid, Holy Spirit paid the ultimate price for your ultimate security of your identity and whose you are. Once again, Jeremiah chapter one, verse five says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. First Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes, we were healed. The kingdom of God is all about application of things that have already been done. Your faith is not in so much what you're about to do is your faith needs to be in what God has already done. See, he sanctified you before time began because the, the blood of the lamb of, of, the, of, of who is Jesus Christ shed his blessed blood before the foundations of the earth, according to Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. So he, there, there's already an application. You can make application. The, the, he came and ratified the deal in the physical realm so that we could manifest things in this realm. And we can call the kingdom of God into this realm because he made accessibility because he paid a price in this realm. So he, he knew you in your mother's womb. So I want to be the one he knew. I want to become the one he knew. And then he sanctified me before I was born. You need to understand that you can tap into the sanctifying power of God. You can be sanctified. You can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
All you have to do is just cry out on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. You just say, Jesus, I believe in what you've done for me. See, this is where our faith must be. It can't be in the prophetic word that we receive from prophet or apostle or whoever is in your life. You have faith in those words, but but your faith is actually, for those to come to pass, you must have faith. Your faith abides in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascending of of the Christ and the sending forth of Holy Spirit. The resurrection of the Christ, the consummation of, of everything that was done, these are what we have our faith in. And when you have your faith in it, then you can now understand whose you are. This is very miracle. And until next week, uh, I'm going to bless you. I, I, I'm, I know that it sounds trite and I don't want it to sound trite, but I want you to understand I'm blessing you. I release a, an anointing of blessing over you. I command a blessing to come upon you in such a way that it begins to displace everything contrary. The ek alefo, the alefo ek, the anointing coming upon you and beginning to drive out everything contrary to God's purpose and God's design and God's dream for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So next week, we're uh, going to tackle the topic of who you are. Um, and I may come back in, in, in a few months and revisit these and expand them a little bit more. But um, this is good for now. This will whet your appetite um, for the future. But, and, and you know, if you apply this stuff and you begin to understand and ask God for a spirit of revelation and understanding on this topic of who you are, it will change your life. It's not just, I shouldn't use that term, wet your appetite, but, but it, it is a lot more. It's a lot deeper than that. So anyway, n- next week, we're going to be talking about who you are and um, everything that you're called to be. And once again, you're not uh, your identity is not in what you do. And that's what a lot of guys, I mean, for me, it's what, you know, generally it's like you are what you do and that's also not true. So bless you guys and look forward to sharing with you next week on who you are, but, uh, we're going to be stepping into more topics. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through kind of chapter by chapter in my book, called Wake Up Into Your Dream, the same name as this podcast. And I want to get into um, going through it methodically, uh, and, and it will be very helpful. So what w- would be helpful, if you go to my website, website uh, ca, or you can go on Amazon, or you can inbox me, um, uh, at, or you can uh, email me. You can inbox me on Messenger. If you can find me on Facebook. Um, but you could also email me at be a miracle dot, uh, be a miracle two, uh, at gmail.com be a miracle M I R A C L E two at gmail.com and email me and say that I would like one of your books and then we can, I can arrange to send one to you. They're $20. If you live in Canada, I'm giving free shipping. If you live outside of uh, Canada, I may have to charge it. It cost me about 11 bucks to send somebody a book down in Southern Florida. So um, I may have to charge a little bit more, but we'll see. I might be generous. Email me, let me know. 
But uh, I hope you're waking up into your dream. I, I hope that you're coming alive uh, to the awesomeness of what God has for you and the security in the midst of it all. Bless you guys. Until next week, let's begin to wake up into our dreams. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.